0: What's new? We're listening. Feeling new We're listening. Feeling sad? Feeling my Feeling bad? We'll keep on listening. Oh yeah! Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Fraser. I'm Will.
1: And I'm not the co host you want. I'm not even the sex you want. I, <laughs> I, was,
0: <laughs> I was waiting to see what it'd be this week. Uh, and this week, we are reviewing season five, episode 14, the ski lodge, in which a spontaneous trip to the mountains results in ricocheting, romping, and ribald lusting as the snow sets in. Uh, Steve, have you ever skied or stayed in a log cabin?
1: As always, I've spent the day pondering <laughs> what, what I would park? ask you. I was going to say, yeah, uh, a threesome's definitely going to be too personal for Will to ask. That's me.
0: definitely too personal. Um,
1: I've never been skiing, snowboarding, or anything like that. So, uh, have you ever
0: been like tobogganing or down down on down a hill what? on a sledge?
1: No, I've never done the luge either. Or the <laughs> luge, lay on that sort of pan, don't they? Um, I have obviously used a, a sledge when I was a kid. Um, mm, yeah, that's I'm good in, enough for me. It's very much basic, you know, snow experience, but. <laughs> Hmm.
0: that's it's pretty much the same same story for me though at the school i work at there's a lot of ski trips to very cool locales and i'm going to try and curry favor to get on one of those as staff because you don't you don't you don't have to pay and uh and apparently there's loads of staff that go on them who maybe can't ski or don't know how to ski when they first started and they've now um become quite proficient and maybe at some point in the in the near future, I might be able to get on board, get a little piece of that action. That'd well, be fun.
1: Just remember when you meet up with your brother a couple of days after returning from the ski trip, make sure you wear that really big red jacket to make sure everyone knows you've been skiing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure I name
0: drop all the celebrities that I've seen as well. Um, Excellent. Shall we took ourselves in to the trivia log cabin this week?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, I've lit the fire. It's all ready. And Excellent. Well, let me take a seat. Here. <laughs>
0: you just passed me my toddy and uh, I will ask you your first question. So we have the hamster, Cam Winston, and he asks to open Trivia Corner this week. Guy is played by James Patrick Stewart. What is the cryptic link between him and a certain season 11 guest star that involves a crane brother i i like this and i think don't think about it too hard
1: season 11
0: Hmm. james patrick stewart oh
1: he's yeah patrick stewart um yeah the doctor is out and obviously chasing fraser i presume rather than this one chasing niles
0: Absolutely. So we have two two Patrick Stewarts, real both both their real names. Um, obviously, there's a James in there as well. Um, both romantically pursuing one of the Crane boys. I like that a lot. I like that a lot.
1: The even better connection is I think both episodes are written by Joe Keenan.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Surprisingly, um, this episode has the highest rating of all 264 episodes on IMDb. What is that rating out of ten? knowing that IMDb uses a one decimal point.
1: Yeah, I can tell you the answer is
0: 9.5. <laughs> it is from 1. 8, one, well, 1,800 votes, which isn't that many. Um, it's not,
1: It's actually quite... I mean, if you look at Seinfeld's ratings on IMDb, they're actually quite high. If you look at 3rd mm. Rock of the Sun, you can almost change their ratings because most of them have only been rated by about 200 people.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just mad. Um, what two characters from the play Pygmalion does Niles compare Annie to? Or it might be
1: Frasier comparing Annie to... Uh, Liza Doolittle is mentioned. Yeah. And... Well, Fra- Fra- I
0: think is referring to himself of this character. Yeah,
1: he mentions two, doesn't he? But I can't remember the second one.
0: It's Henry Higgins. Yeah, I I'm
1: not familiar of, with Pygmalion, I'm afraid, but I do. I, know, I'm, I'm not like, actually. I'm telling the
0: lies do little, and that's about it. <laughs> mm, I'm not. I'm not familiar, other than knowing the the My Fair Lady connection. Mm. I think it's My Fair Lady. Um, trivia from Little Owl in the Glen, our good friend Rachel James Patrick Stewart, who plays Guy in this episode, is actually an American actor best known for over 500 episodes of which American soap opera? God,
1: American soap operas of which I know one, <laughs> which, which is. One, well, it's the infamous one that Joey Tribbiani is in. Days of our lives. Days of our lives, which I found out was real after watching Friends. I thought it was made up for Joey Tribbiani to be in, and obviously it's not. (laughs) That's my uh, that's my only guess because that's the only soap opera from America I know.
0: It's a good guess, but I'm looking for General Hospital. General Hospital. I
1: think
0: I'm going to get but... on to something, actually, that I know James Patrick Stewart from, which is a little bit more niche, but uh, we'll get to that in the review. Um, all I think about with the Tribbiani episode, the sitcom, is just I've been thinking about how these are the days of our lives. So then Chandler's just like, yeah, <laughs> Um Trivia from Little Bobby Briscoe. What three things has Ron helped finance for Connie from promote, promotions? So that should be Roz. Has Roz helped finance for Connie from promotions?
1: Oh, God, it's... Is it band, band uniforms?
0: Paid for kids'
1: band uniforms? That's the second in the list of three. I don't know. Is it? Did she rebuild the church or something like that? Did she buy tickets oh. to do renovations on the church or something.
0: I'm going to give you half a point. Bought tickets to every raffle her church has ever had. And then something a little bit more of a staple of American fundraising culture for kids.
1: Oh, something like Boy Scout cookies or...
0: Girl Scout cookies. So good (laughs) good
1: enough for me. Good enough for me. (laughs) Um,
0: Finally, trivia from Niall Crane. In the second scene at the apartment, when Daphne comes out with the laundry basket, what colour? is the basket i
1: don't know White.
0: (laughs) it's blue (laughs) baby it's blue
1: maybe it's so Uh, white it's almost blue (laughs) (laughs) i love that um (laughs) some
0: cracking questions there so before of course we finish off the uh the the lodge of trivia with with mks lay yours upon me sir steve
1: well cast your mind back for question one two Hmm. reviewed ham radio together
0: okay
1: and me and you were very ballsy and had massive egos and we went oh we could say this line for line we don't need a script and oh, hamish God. stumped me with the question what is the first line of ham radio so will what is the first line of ski lodge <laughs>
0: oh that's a good question um it's it's raz it's it's going to be either Frasier saying something to raz um Or Roz saying something like, um, You're going down the right path. (laughs) Or, you know, Roz saying, Oh, great show. Or Frazier saying, Oh, thank God it's the weekend. Um, I'm going to say it's Frazier saying, Well, Roz, that was a great show.
1: You are so close. I, oh. I'll give you it because it's, oh, well, good show today, Ross.
0: Oh, my God. Damn it. Okay. So you okay.
1: You are on the right path. I that was, was really close. Good. I was close. And, um, I think this has already been mentioned, but I will ask it anyway. Who awards Roz her prize? I Is think I it... read it out. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm trying to remember, and I'm trying to purposely not look at the screen to remind Person myself.
1: And department they work in. Is
0: it Connie from Accounting?
1: It's Connie from promotions.
0: Ah, promotions! Amazing that I literally read out those three words no less than two minutes ago.
1: I'll give you that though. Uh, question number three: What is the polite euphemism Niles uses to describe Annie? He says, "What's the polite euphemism?" And says the word
0: "stupid."
1: Yeah, stupid. She <laughs> said, <out>, "But stupid."
0: <laughs> 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 excellent really really cracking three questions there steve thank you very much so back to you my friend back to Guy. uh mischief knight asks oh here we go here we go this is my favorite kind of question okay lovingly for steve niles is the first person to go to the wrong room can steve name which is the first room we actually enter and then in order List out all the other rooms we enter during the fast. There's five rooms.
1: I'm going to confidently start. Well, I say confidently. I'm going to confidently say it, but it's probably wrong. I think the first room we go to is Annie, and it's Niles on the floor confessing his love.
0: You're absolutely right. In Annie's room, Niles thinks it's Daphne's. What's the second room? I
1: think Gee comes in. And drags Niles to Guy's room.
0: You are absolutely
1: spot on. Where do we go next? Guy, I think, leaves. Niles says he needs to go to his room because he'll make noise. And Guy says, yes, me too. You know, I can't do this. They go to Niles' room.
0: They do go to Niles' room where Annie is waiting.
1: Is Annie waiting?
0: Yeah, she's waiting in Niles' room on his bed. Right.
1: Oh, God. They must then... Do they then go to Daphne's room?
0: Yes, they do. Frasier thinking it's Annie's. Yep. Where do we end?
1: I then think they go to Guy's room. It's
0: Niles' room. Oh, it's okay. Niles' room where Gee is waiting. That is an unbelievable four out of five effort there. I think that's superb and better than I would have done.
1: It's better than um, the hand radio when he asked me who got shot and in what order.
0: That was superb. <laughs> We've had some really good MK and Steve um kind of bits over the years. Bit of um, short, isn't it? <laughs> that was that was superb. Uh where is the ski lodge located? Mount Baker. Mount Baker, lovely swing and a hit. Um oh we've got another listing one here mk is feeling feisty this week (laughs) can steve list all the things roz won't be able to do if she goes on the ski trip
1: brackets according to Fraser, is the brackets i'm adding won't be able to ski yeah due to pregnancy she won't be able to drink is it, is it, she won't be able to drink the rum or something by the fire?
0: Won't be able to curl up the, by the fire with a snifter of blank, but yet,
1: yeah. Can't hike in the snow, is it?
0: No hiking.
1: Um, oh, there's one part, because so I researched this. She can't, is it, endure the four-hour drive to Mount Baker?
0: absolutely because of motion sickness so there's two I'll other mean, things
1: i'll mention it now while i researched i looked up where mount baker was in conjunction to seattle it's two and a half hours at the longest drive there's no way it takes four hours to get there there we go pointing out but the that, error but, that, but that, that's if you take roosevelt <laughs> sorry mr <laughs> keenan <laughs> much quicker in the rain anyway much um, quicker than right I, I i i don't know the others and that's
0: It is, we get, we can't ski and then we get a list of, you can't hike, sled or snowboard. Um, So we've got a nice big three, three, three there. So cracking stuff. I mean, again, pretty much it. Well, a three out of five, it's pretty good going. Um, And finally for this week, trivia from Run For Your Life, our good friend, Amy, a title card reading, could Guy's last name be Fado, (laughs) appears during this episode. Born in in 1862, George Fadou is a famous French. What multiple choice? Is he a pro skier?
1: I know the answer. go on,
0: do you? Okay, tell us what he is.
1: He's a playwright. He's
0: a playwright. One of the most famous for writing what?
1: Farcical plays. Farcis. How do you? How do you know that? Because I'm the sort of geek who looks up what the hell that title card means. This was this was years ago because I nice. don't I, I don't get the reference, so I think I have to look it up it's a bit like if you're reading a book and you don't want a word is highlight it turn the page down look it up in a dictionary another time do you know what i mean it's, yeah with me it's sitcoms and references i don't get i have to look up but yeah I, I saw that title card this afternoon and thought yeah i remember he's a playwright and it's obviously because of it being a farce so
0: that is super brilliant question. So, some well, some great knowledge there from you steve um some fantastic questions for a truly classic episode of Frasier. so without further ado Let's open the door to the cabin and uh and get into the review. Animation watch, Steve, take us there. What was it?
1: I believe it was a lightning bolt.
0: It was very out of place.
1: Yeah, couldn't have a snow cloud or a storm or a snow yeah. or skis or something.
0: <laughs> Interestingly, they yeah, there's ne- there isn't a snow themed animation, is there? But I just I don't know. I, the lightning bolts are a favorite of mine, so I like the fact that it's paired with a great episode. But um
1: I'd yes. expected it to be raining in the opening, sorry, <clears throat> uh, at the opening sort of scenes. You know, maybe it was raining outside 1901 or something with a lightning bolt, not not being in KACL or going on a ski weekend, to be fair.
0: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, we open in KACL, of course. Um, we've got some classic slut shaming of Ross and Fraser here. Um, you know, how hard is it to say no? Oh, look who I'm talking to. <laughs> um, just absolutely classics. You know, Fraser just loves these. Um, and then obviously Ross has this kind of really awkward encounter with, with Connie from promotions. Um, basically just speaking far too soon before she knows what what Connie wants from her. Um, have you ever been in a similar position to this, Steve, where you've opened your mouth before you should have?
1: Oh, more more, more times than I'd <laughs> How like How long to, have man. you got, Will? <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring up the uh, rationalistic pantheism again. We'll it for three hours. Um <laughs> it's a case of yeah i mean i think everyone has done this at some point haven't they someone's going would you like to and you go no and then they suddenly go support children with cancer and you go oh look a bit of an arsehole now i suppose i better yeah yeah. let me just dig into my pocket there and give you some change (laughs) do you want to buy this no i don't oh yeah all right i I suppose i should um i think Roz is a bit harsh isn't she i mean it's very i think so whatever you're selling i'm not buying um you know, she didn't like,
0: have to donate way. all those times before. Ross is pretty strong-willed, so you know, I don't know.
1: I'm more amazed she paid for band uniforms, but yeah, a ski weekend, I think <clears most people throat> would enter that, wouldn't they? If they said £10 to enter a ski weekend contest, you think that's probably worth it? I could win probably quite an expensive weekend here. Band uniforms, if you haven't got children, although she is pregnant, you know, does it affect you? Do you want to put into children's stuff for that if you've not got children? I don't know. It's, it's an odd one why she's been contributing for so long without winning anything before. Mm. Yeah, I completely
0: agree. I completely agree. The colors
1: of a lifetime, doesn't she? So.
0: Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Um Fraser begins needling now as soon as he hears about this ski trip. He's just he's clearly, you know, getting ready to steal this this trip. They end up exchanging it for a big screen TV. I What's have a theory the behind this? Tell me your theory.
1: <laughs> I think it's I think it's the one he's got in storage that he bought for Martin with the big speakers. You mean Stonehenge? Yes, I believe it's... I actually wrote Stonehenge.
0: <laughs> Dear God, it's Stonehenge.
1: I, um, I don't know why. I just have this feeling, did he go out and buy another one? Or did he just say, yeah, you can have that huge monstrosity. I've got down in my storage area. We never found out he returned that, or did we? I don't, I, you know. But oh. that's my fan theory that maybe he just kept it with all that other crap in the lift, you know, we see him with Dirty Girl. Yes. down his storage unit. Has he still got the TV and he's desperate to get rid of it? So he chucks it at Roz.
0: That's a very good point, but knowing how how um, monolithic it was in Fraser's apartment, I don't think Ros's one room place is going to, you know, be up to the up to the task of having
1: well, that TV. As Bulldog said, this whole place is a bedroom. Woof, woof.
0: <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't know. Let's let's. I hope Ros got good use out of that TV, but we certainly never see it again. Um, Slowly back at we're back at nineteen oh one now and, and Niles is having a bit of a, a bit of a heated argument with his divorce lawyer, who it sounds like is just not up to the task of dealing with the the sharks that, that Maris has got working for her. Um, when they first started dating, he gave her a Valentine's car that says, All that I have is yours. Now they're calling it a prenup. Um <laughs> This is just absolutely fantastic. One thing I will say is I was never aware of the term prenup or what, what that entails, obviously, and what it's a bre- an abbreviation of, um, until I started watching American film and TV. And to the best of your knowledge, is this something we have in the UK or does it have a different name?
1: I think I think a lot of people can have clauses on I mean, people that are way more wealthy than me. I mean, it's a bit like if you buy a house and someone lends you the money. Um, so, for example, you were buying a house and I want to gift you 20,000 pounds. Hmm. Um, I would have to write a letter to your solicitors uh, to basically state that I have no no dealings over your house. If you sell it in the future, I get no profit back. My money is literally a gift. I cannot control anything to your house. I can never ask for any money back from you because if not, there's a third-party interest and mortgage lenders won't go for it. So that kind of thing I understand. And that was me being a bit legal because I've been through that situation where Mm. people say if there's a third-party charge on any property, it's very hard to get a lender because they think, well, what if the third party suddenly wants you to sell because they want their money back? Suddenly the mortgage company aren't going to get their money. So it's kind of a bit of a prenup in house buying but I don't mm. know the marriage over here so much.
0: Yeah, um, I just never
1: hear that term. One day with his legal background rather than <laughs> me being Joe Public.
0: <laughs> That's a really good point, actually. Um, and also, listeners will be pleased to know I got a message five minutes before going on air, actually, from Key saying that he is back around and has some availability. So we're going to try and do an episode or two in the coming days. Um, so he it, is. It was, he,
1: there was rumour that the three of us were going to do this, but I don't do threesomes anymore.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, Frasier now enters wearing, what well, I have to say, is an excellent looking Macintosh. He's got like the kind of long Mac. He's got his collar turned up. I have a navy one that looks like this, though I don't look as good as Kelsey, I have to say. Um, he's excited about the fabulous ski weekend. He's taking them all along. Um, Just really a really strong look, and he's clearly very excited to share this gift with the family, isn't he?
1: I've got to say that I think a Mac like that in 90s sitcoms is quite common, isn't it? You saying you've got a navy one. I don't think a British person could wear that sort of beige, camel kind of colour. Mm. Maybe it's just something that's more 90s and sort of... I, obviously, I associate it with Fraser a lot more when him and Niles are wearing them quite a lot. But I can't yeah. imagine... I can see you wearing a navy one. I can't see you wearing one that colour. No, actually.
0: no, I don't think I could either. I don't think <laughs> it would look anywhere near as good either. Thank you, Bob. Um, so we've now got obviously Niles uh, basically getting Daphne to come along on the trip um, by agreeing that Annie can come along, Frasier's <laughs> delivery of I will kill you for this is just superb, because even though we know we've seen this episode a hundred times if I was watching this episode for the first time and I know Frasier, you know what's coming now, you yeah. know he's going to end up being a complete another hornball for whoever this Annie is and I mean, tell us what happens no less <laughs> than one minute later
1: Well, let's face it, I mean, he goes from being very much a rugby player back at high school, I think Annie was, wasn't she, to suddenly, oh, she's just got money from her swimsuit calendar. Oh, she's coming. Brilliant. She can have my room, whatever. (laughs) It's Niles that says that about Daffy, isn't it? He says, "Um, she can have my room. Where are you going to sleep? I don't know. I'll think of somewhere.
0: I'll think of something. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, Fraser hears swimsuit model, and suddenly all his qualms have been forgotten, um, and he's he's fully ready to to kind of get get into the cabin with Annie, um, which I think is no surprise to us. I mean, he just described at one point as an avalanche risk. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, before... that was
1: any one of my questions. What natural disaster <laughs> is Annie compared to?
0: <laughs> which is just phenomenal. But uh, but there we go. Um, now the cabin we cut to now is superb an amazing bit of set design um obviously reusing and kind of remodeling bits that we will see in past cabin episodes and future cabin episodes um the way it's set up like a play you know just perfect for the for the farcical nature of the episode um and i just love the way they're all coming coming in in drips and drabs they all have their little quips and one-liners just to get them settled at the cabin um i think its introduction is done really well Do do you agree
1: I, I love Martin's entrance. I think the most uh, when he walks in. Yes. Through, oh, nothing like a change of scenery. Where's the TV? Where's the TV? <laughs> so just good. And then obviously, now I mean, it's, it's, it is a breathtaking scene, like you say. It's very, very uh, well done. I think what you've just touched upon. I think some of it comes back in decoys, does it not? In later seasons, I
0: think it, it seems like it down. does.
1: Um, and it it does look like the sort of scene where Will and Grace could go to. I think they've got an episode. I think is it called? I think it's called Secrets and Lays, something like that. Will and Grace go on a ski weekend. And I think that sort of cabin is very, as I don't know, it's just, it, it's perfect for sitcoms, isn't it? You know, everyone, you never see the outside. And um it's a bit like Fall for the Seesaw as well, that sort of log cabin. And I think even the jumpers, they instantly have to wear when they get there. Oh, don't forget, I must wear this one with a slight snow pattern on it. You know, I
0: the, love that.
1: I love that. that pattern comes out and you think, you have that just for when you go skiing or snowboarding yes yeah. it sits in the cupboard in seattle <laughs> so no, honestly i mean
0: the christmas just gone i bought my kind of my what will now be my forever christmas jumper um and it would just be perfect in one of these ski cabins it's got snowflakes snowmen christmas tree on it is it's really it's really something um so i'm just waiting now for the next winter to crack it out but yeah they look superb we've got the introductions Uh, It puts what in mind of the Matterhorn, doesn't it? The views.
1: I wouldn't know. I'm not very musical.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What I love it. What I love actually about that line, listeners, is I recently, well, I didn't hike to the summit, but I... I climbed a bit of snowden um and i put some pictures on instagram to which steve replied puts what in mind of the Matterhorn, doesn't it um so we really do just talk about frasier uh, when we're not recording as well probably more than we it. should really probably more than we should um we now have hello we have Guy james patrick stewart has arrived now the tv show that i know him from do you do you know anything else he was in Steve I'm going I'm going to say he was in a popular American teen drama he is in a teen he plays the dad of a, of really? a main character he was in Sorry? an American teen drama that I used to watch a lot of on E4 E4 mm. I, I think... don't know
1: what you're going to go with okay I really can't think. The, the, I'll, I'll give you the two shows that I know him from. He was in an episode of Seinfeld called The Chiva Letters, I believe. Okay. Oh, okay. No, what episode was he in? Not The Chiva Letters. Oh, no, The Checks. He was the in checks. an episode called The Checks, um, which is where Jerry gets loads of, he <laughs> keeps getting checks from Japanese, he's on some Japanese intro to a sitcom show or something like that. and He keeps getting all these little 10 checks and stuff like that, all these royalty checks. And James yeah. Patrick Stewart's in that. He's also in an episode of Spin City, which I absolutely loved growing up. Uh. Um, I've written down the... I actually had to write it down. It's called Mike's Best Friend's Boyfriend. And basically, Mike, played by Michael J. Fox, Mm. thinks that his best friend, who is gay, has this guy, which is James Patrick Stewart's character, and he thinks he's got the hots for him the whole way through. So he's paranoid that his best friend, who is gay, his boyfriend, fancies him. No, oh, my <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Kind of linked. Spin City, try and have a watch of it. It's Michael J. Fox, I think, some of his best stuff. It's, it is really, really funny. There's even a really great part in actually, as a tangent going off on Spin City, where Christopher Lloyd comes in, obviously playing Doc. Doc Brown from Back to the Future, he walks in and uh, they kind of recognise each other and they make a little joke about how they recognise each other and he says I don't know where, you... I recognise you and he goes maybe I'm from your past or something oh, like that and it's nice. like a cool little in joke between the two of them that's it and you just think it's a nice little thing but...
0: That's nice that's,
1: um, nice. that's a nice little sorry, yeah, nod Where do you know Mr Stewart from?
0: So he was in the first maybe first season possibly maybe beyond that of 90210 Um oh if you remember 90210. So that was, uh, I'm not sure. I think there was originally, there was Beverly Hills, 90210. And then there was 90210, which is the kind of early noughties through to late teens. Um it was late noughties, early teens. Um, yeah. Set in, in California about high schoolers, very cheesy, um, but was very good watching before the bus um, of a morning. And yeah, he is, he was Naomi's dad, a bit controlling, a little bit rich, um, don't remember a fat lot. I, don't, I think he's only in it for a bit. Um, but yeah, that's what I know him from, so always uh, always funny to see him show up in, in Ski Lodge. Yeah. Um, we now got, I can't remember, oh yeah, something about uh, Danny says something about the hots for Dr. Crane or something about Dr. Crane and then Fraser's like, oh please, my ears are burning. What does she
1: say? Yeah, I think that uh, they lead to that, don't they? Because actually uh, I was going to bring this up anyway, so I'll get to that. But the, the bit I like is that they're on the, the sofas and they're drinking the hot buttered rum, aren't they? Martin's busy on the stove in the kitchen yes and I, I noticed that uh annie says oh i've run out and fraser leans over and has never let freight never let it be known that fraser crane would let a lady go thirsty daphne would you top this up <laughs> <laughs> so good she walks into the kitchen obviously then you've got martin who can't hear anything um his deafness has come out through his having a cold i believe and um and that's obviously when Daffy keeps saying, "Why couldn't Annie be hot for Fraser?" And he goes, "What Annie hot for Frasier! Like so that. And obviously, it's... then when Fraser goes in, he should register his dressing gown with the Love Police because uh, he should. He gets the message from Martin, who's not, you know, hearing <laughs> hearing correctly. That not hearing going them going properly. Um, he actually just... hands him a bottle of water when Fraser walks in, doesn't he?
0: <laughs> yeah, just it's just superb. Um, I mean, linked to yeah. Let it never be said that Fraser Crane let a woman go thirsty. Do you, to the best of your knowledge, recall a particularly controversial meme on Frasier Fan Club where that quote caption was used?
1: I don't. I, I, okay. guarantee, I guarantee if we did have that, that probably had to be deleted. I can't, I can't admit to making that one. I don't think.
0: Oh, no, no, you didn't make it. There was a bit of a furore when it was first posted. and I'm not going to go into it on air because, you know, I, I don't want to be controversial, but... I've I've I found the, the the meme funny, and I think a lot of people did. Some some didn't. You know, there's a lot of people on FFC, a lot of ca- uh, tastes to cater for. Um, I will I will discuss it with you off air, but uh, I'm I'm sure you'll you'll remember it when I when I remind you. Um, I don't
1: joke if I ask you.
0: <laughs> yeah, but t- together the two of you will definitely recall. Um. so Niles and, and and Guy speak a little bit of French now, which I love I've been very, very tempted, I'm I'm going to do it tonight, after watching this episode I'm, re, I'm re-downloading I'm Duolingo I want to get back into learning French I I love French, I want to learn it, I hear them speak it and I think, God I wish I could do that, it's just, you know Niles, you look très elegant, it's just it's superb <laughs> I, think so, I, so. I,
1: love, I love that and I love the uh, the fact that James Patrick Stewart's not French, obviously he is American I love the, there's uh, that one, there's the absolument.
0: Absolument, <laughs> and, uh, there
1: are a few things. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything you don't do? There are few things.
0: <laughs> there are few things. So good.
1: Every line he delivers is brilliant. However, as we're on the accent uh, train here, you have to bring up the fact that um, Cynthia Lamontagne, who plays Annie, is not British, and her That's accent true. is not very British either. That's not remotely surprising.
0: Uh, it's a little Dick Van Dyke-esque.
1: To be fair, I think she's actually a fantastic actress. I first knew her in that 70s show when she plays Big Rhonda, uh, which is one of Fez's love interests, and she is hilarious in that. I, think she, I mean, the fact that she was probably in her 20s or maybe even the same sort of age as Jane Leaves in this leads to me to say that in that 70s show, she's playing a high schooler, and she's probably, uh, I want to say, 10. Maybe eight, ten years older than the rest of the cast at the time.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) Because
1: Mila Kuna started in that when she was 14. She lied to become part of the the cast in that 70s. So she was was a kid.
0: That's absolutely
1: nuts. Is probably my age, maybe a little bit old. Well, she's probably older than me now. So
0: god yeah Yeah, the the accents are yeah it's 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 something but um people people get really militant about the accents on this show and i mean she she does a great job of comic relief in this episode which is all she's there to do so
1: if i'm I'm honest if she'd had a proper british accent i think i've would been disappointed i actually Mm. think she's funnier it's like clive to me clive Roddy. Yeah. i think they're funnier with this dick Van Dyke accent i mean the way she brings out some of the lines i don't do those anymore anymore and, and it's everything and she sort of, just the way she sort of talks about niles and stuff as well this is oh no the best one this is the worst birthday i've ever had <laughs> it's such a london accent
0: it's so good it's so good it's so bad it's good we love it we love it um I've just put here that I think Fraser and Niles are very brazen to be wounding around in their robes. I just think if I was on a ski holiday of this ilk with, one, a woman I've never met, and two, a ski instructor I've never met who's living with us, I maybe wouldn't walk around in an incredibly suggestive and revealing smoking jacket slash robe. Um <laughs>
1: If you think they're bad what about the nightgown that Daphne buys Annie that she walks in with the the, the gown open and just everything there and she's yeah. like oh, I love my gift you're like well um I think everyone else is about to as well
0: <laughs> Yeah that's uh, it's similar so An- Annie's brazen she doesn't mind the boys maybe set a precedent that invites that because they're already in their robes um you know just just one of those things but uh
1: yeah they're both they're all dressed
0: for a night of a uh, of debauchery, as they as they hope will will ultimately entail, but of course I, that is. I did
1: actually like one question, other than not for trivia, just for you actually, which was mm. obviously you've been friends with Key for how long now?
0: I would say 23 24 years.
1: Right, the fact that it starts with twenty and you're in your twenties, that means lifelong to me. So yeah, I have to ask you for his birthday at any year. Have you bought him any satin underwear or negligees or nightwear oh, or pajamas or do you or think that's appropriate? Or a, or <laughs> a mankini? Um, weirdly enough, I haven't,
0: but I'm not discounting it for his thirtieth. Um, <laughs> you know, that's a milestone birthday, and I think I think he looked very fetching in a pair of satin undergarments. So uh, never say never. Maybe. Got... Sorry, what were you going to say, Steve? I
1: was going to say I just find it a little bit strange that Daphne thought that was appropriate, not only to give her a gift but to take it there and make her put it on and basically model it.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially when she's trying to desexualise Annie at every turn. Yep. Let's let's dress her up in the most sexualizing outfit I possibly can muster. <laughs> um, so Daphne's kind of sending us some, some mixed signals here. Um, so mixed, actually, that Guy gets them very wrong. Um, she dragged her right off to her bedroom. It's like, oh, I, I think we know why. I think we both know. <laughs>
1: Stop chasing these lesbians! Lesbians!
0: Um, Just superb. Just the, the delivery of... I think we both know. Um, We now have, which I'm sure you'd agree, possibly the best delivery of a line in the episode, which is Guy on the sofa. Niall says, to be honest, my attentions are elsewhere on this, on this trip. To, to which Guy replies,
1: I can't... No what <laughs> You do this all the time. I
0: always do this. Oh, I thought you'd remember the line. i <laughs> put you on so much pressure. So I've got, he goes, really?
1: Oh yeah, of course, of course, of with course. His, I, with put his, is, day, I?
0: <laughs> I put you. I've really put you on the spot there. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, I, um,
1: love it. I love it, it. I remember sending you that the other day. You did. That, oh, you I'm did. really excited to do this one and sending you that saying really and then putting yes key. I'm really excited.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just honestly, it's it's without doubt best delivery of the episode for me. Just that really, it really gets his mouth around <laughs> it. That all the all the subtle sexual innuendo that's captured in there is phenomenal. Um, then we have Guy chatting to Martin in the kitchen and, you know, this, this isn't, this isn't a sore subject for you or difficult subject for you. And obviously Martin has no idea what Guy's going well, on he's about. he's
1: had these feelings for a few years and you don't mind? Is well, it... no, you know, I try to discourage it during his, his marriage. Like his so-called marriage, which
0: I think is quite cutting. <laughs> um, just, yeah.
1: You're, you're a terrific father. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So so good. Um, Gee takes out some more, uh, not pork nog as Fraser originally yeah. planned to make, but he takes out some more hot buttered rum. Um, and then Martin gives what I can only describe as a pep talk to all of them. How does how do you interpret this?
1: Which part is this? Sorry. What so you... this
0: is when he's kind of drinking his tea, his hot buttered rum. He's talking about, oh, he H- about Hester, yeah. and then he's and then he basically just says, "If there's something you want in life, go and get it."
1: It's very it's strange in what situation they're in to have that. Like, I can see why Martin's doing that. He's, he he always says in other episodes, you know, the cabins remind him of going away with Hester, and he says about it in this one. And the first time he had the hot buttered, Rami made it for her because he wanted to the sort of the balls to get down on one knee and everything. And he's trying to almost encourage Excuse me saying this, but the biggest orgy with all of these family members there, which is very strange in some sense. It is a bit strange, isn't it? If you all want to have some kind of sexual party, go ahead. I'm kind of deaf and I'm going to bed. See you later. <laughs> go <bed>.
0: I'll <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bed. Fortunately, my ears are plugged. Um, you know, see ya. Um, but yeah, I'd, I don't know. He, he gets them going here. He, whatever he tells them, it really gets them going.
1: It definitely um, the mood. I, I think some of the best parts are, you know, we've obviously talked in Trivia Corner about how they exchange going into the different rooms. And when Daphne and Niles, you say about brilliant lines, when Daphne and Niles leave one of the rooms and they're creeping across and they bump into Fraser and he's got the champagne so and good. I'm almost cracking up saying it because he just goes, yes, I was just going to say goodnight to dad and <laughs> <the> champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Dots looks at the bottle and goes, "And." Give dad a champagne. <laughs> it's just so tragic. Be, no reason you're gonna go and gift your 66-year-old father a bottle of champagne for the night. Whilst dressed like Hugh
0: Hefner. <laughs> um, just yeah, the mind boggles. Um, anyway, they all go to bed, much to Martin's disappointment. And I get that. Martin, you, know, Martin, you wanna stay up, drink, be merry by the fire? Martin's a little bummed out, that they all want to go to to sleep, which is it is sad. Um, but now begins. The hijinks, and we have Guy and Daphne at the door, to which Guy says, I know what you want. Don't be timid. Go for it. And then she's like, Oh, then she goes back into her room. So thus begins the the kind of sequence of events. We now have Annie pouncing. Um, remind me where Annie is and who upon whom she pounces.
1: She pounce she I don't know, I can't remember which room she's in now. Corey will kill me for that. I remember when she climbs over the bed at the bottom, She, I think um, Niles walks into the room and she says, "She says, uh, but you were just declaring your love to me. And Daphne goes, what? And he goes, I'll explain in a second, goes in to see her. And she's literally, the way she sort of prowls out of the bedroom, she's onto the bed, kneeling down, and she suddenly climbs over with her feet onto the sort of ottoman at the bottom. And he's going, I think you've misunderstood this. You just declared your love to me, she says. Oh. And, and then when I think he goes back into Daphne's room, doesn't he? Yes. But when they open that door, Niles is actually on the floor with his arms out, trying to explain to Daphne. So what's he explaining there?
0: Yeah, this is always weird because when that door opens in the final scene and he's like, Niles, get in here. It's like it looks like Niles is sitting in a chair with his back to the door. It's a really strange positioning that I've never understood.
1: You see, I thought he was back down on his knees. (coughs) I wondered if he was trying to explain to Daphne what he'd said to Annie, which was actually meant for Daphne. He did declare his love to Daphne, just to the wrong person. Mm. and that just forgotten he never goes oh you know what Daphne this is what happened I I didn't prepare love for Annie it was actually to you I felt this way for a long time and just get it out there he was he was almost there he'd already had the courage to do it just do it again do it to her face now she's there yeah it's a really
0: really strange one um Do you
1: know how farcical this episode of Us is becoming? Because I don't think we're actually talking about this in order now.
0: (laughs) No, we we have lost a bit of the order, but I don't mind because that's in keeping with the farcical nature of the episode. (laughs) I mean, before we have the grand reveal, we have Niles on his knees or not, as it may be. We have basically Guy and Niles kind of teaming up and going around the rooms and stuff. And they're a bit like kind of the Hardy Boys solving a mystery. And then Guy's like, uh, uh, Niles, yeah, Guy's like, okay, you go back there and I'll do this. And then and then. Gee, and Niles is like, yeah, brilliant. And then, brilliant. And then Gee, yeah, Glee's like, I'll see you later. And yeah. then Niles just kind of goes, uh, yeah, sure. He has no idea what he means. He's like, I'll see you later. I
1: still which love is that whole so uh, good. The whole conversation they have when they first go down to uh, Niles He goes, let's go into my room. She's it, no matter how much I try, she's bound to hear. Uh, ba- I'm bound to make noise. And Guy goes, yes, me too, <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so so good. Um. We then have, of course, the the phenomenal line, oh, it's a threesome you're after. Well, I don't do those anymore, um, which is a line I've heard you quote on Fraser <laughs> Fan Club and various Fraser themed chats over the years so many times. I've put
1: that one in there along with, uh, that's got to be one of my biggest quotes on anything, along with, hello, I'm the ice cream man from Ham Radio. So good. And my absolute infamous reply to most people when they say, um, how often do you watch Fraser? My answer is: Well, my ex-wife is Jewish, which makes my son half Jewish. Which I guess you could say most nights. <laughs> 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 now into pretty much anything, and John will tell you I literally irritate the hell out of him. He says, "What have you been doing?" Well, my ex-wife is Jewish, which makes my son half Jewish, which means I've just finished work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. Um, Fraser popping the champagne in the bed when they open the door—iconic. Is that if we have gays really as best line delivery? This has probably got to be the best kind of visual piece of physical comedy for me in this episode. Yeah, um, it's I mean, a gift that I use
1: all the time yeah, as well. The sort of symbolism and everything. Oh yeah, that being in that bed, that happening, and him going, oh, and sort of panicking and sort of trying to trying to cover it up, and grabs the grabs the sort of bedsheet round him, doesn't he?
0: Oh, my God. It's just outrageous.
1: The whole thing is just awkward. Not only is it in front of his brother, I think, but it's also in front of Annie and it's also in front of Daphne, is it?
0: Who is an employee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, there's all kinds of ethics getting breached in this it lodge. Gets worse and worse. Yeah, <laughs> It really does. Um, we go back into Nars's room now where we hear in the darkness of the lodge bonsoir uh, because Guy is in bed and he's you know ready and waiting for Niles who of course I'm not gay Guy um, I was gonna
1: say that's the next iconic line is I'm
0: not gay Guy I'm not gay Guy and you can see David O'Pierce's face is like what do I do with that line it's just amazing um but yeah my, my bullet point here which we've already broached Niles sitting with his back to the door is so odd I mean I just I just don't know I don't know what to do with that um we have Possibly one of the great closers to an episode, Frasier's speech. Um, The delivery of, and no one was chasing me, just superb, because it just encaptures everything that this episode was about. This whole episode has been predicated on Frasier's horniness, and it ends on him basically getting nothing, but... It is actually it's kind so
1: of sad, perfect, isn't it? It's a roundup, it is a bit like ham radio. It he, is. He gets to the end and goes, "Let me get this straight." Yes. <laughs> but it, it's follow so that bad. line of no one was chasing me with my. Again, I'm going to say almost favourite, and I'll, I'll mention that what I've written down about this bit in a minute. I say almost favourite because he just turns around and goes, "See you all at breakfast." <laughs> <laughs> What I wrote down was, is that there is not a single wasted line of dialogue in this episode. Mm. Not one, not one single line doesn't contribute or make you smile. Every single line has a massive purpose. As soon as they are in that ski lodge, every line is used to set up the next line, set up the next scene, end a scene, carry the story forward. Do you know what I mean? There's not one that you just go, throw away line, didn't need to be there. Every line is either setting that joke up or finishing that joke. It's bang, yeah. bang, 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 straight away. There, there, there. Do you know what I mean? It's like a machine gun fire of jokes just coming out of Joe Keenan's pen the whole way through this. Yeah. He must have just sat there and gone, I am. I know what I'm doing. I've already got this. There's going to be lots of doors, doors opening, doors closing, people going in the wrong rooms, and line after line after line. There is going to be a joke, and there is going to be a great setup to every single one. And it, it, it is, I, I know there is people, I don't know if you saw an FFC before, about half an hour before we came on to, to record. I posted the simple question, is Ski Lodge the best Frasier episode in your opinion? And some people have put, nope, can't stand it. The majority have put top five. Some people have put number one. Some people have put easier top 10 every time. It's a big fan favorite. I think Keenan has a lot to do with that. I really think his writing, I actually wrote down, there's a few other episodes which you will not be surprised that I enjoy. Um, Out with Dad is a Joe Keenan episode. Right. The Doctor is Out is a Joe Keenan episode. The Matchmaker is a Joe Keenan episode. The Two Mrs. Cranes is a Joe Keenan episode. Yeah. (laughs) They're all written by him. A lot of them have similar themes, I would guess, with not only the farce, the confusion, and other than The Two Mrs. Cranes, someone's always mistaken for gay, has to act gay, or is gay. Mm, Absolutely. So there is themes, and I believe, and I hope I'm not wrong in saying this, I believe Joe Keenan is gay himself. Oh, yeah, I believe he is. Um... So I think it's good that he's done that and included it. And not only that, that Frasier was, as a show, was aware of that and used, you know, obviously they had gay actors in it, but I think it's really good that they actually, they he made a lot of jokes. I think if it was a straight person making those jokes, maybe it wouldn't have come off as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm really I'm really pleased that it's a, it's a joke in an episode and i would loved reviewing it, to be quite honest. I'm really pleased that it fits in with so many other great episodes. Yeah, and yeah. I, I would rate it. I would rate it as one of the best as well.
0: It well it is it is part of a, a of a brilliant lineage. Um I I my, my next question for you in a moment is going to be is this in your top 10. But before we get there we have one of the most devastating post credit scenes in in history. Annie goes to his room and and Frasier is about to get what he's wanted all weekend sadly he was in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> And it's just so sad. You just want to scream at the at the, at the screen. But uh, but alas, theirs was a love that was not to be.
1: You do, but you also have to judge Annie on the fact that she chased Niles the entire night and went, well, any crane will do, and just went to any port in a storm there and goes to Frasier.
0: <laughs> any crane will do. <laughs> it's really uh, really quite, yeah, it's, uh, it's something. But I'm, I'm gutted for Frasier because, you know, maybe the two of them would have had a great time. Uh, Stephen, is this episode in your top?
1: It may surprise you to learn, it is in. My oh,
0: top I thought you were going to say no. I was about to go.
1: What? It no, is in your that. top ten. Hand radio, and he nearly killed me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely, it's superb. Do you think it's in mine?
1: Um, I almost feel like it could be a bit silly for you. Come mm. on, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. No, not
0: at all. I, oh, I, yeah, yeah, no, I get you.
1: I think the style of comedy that I enjoy and the episodes that are in my top 10. Mm. I, oh, it's a very hard gamble. Do listeners, listeners, quick. Listeners, Listen, right quick. in. You know what? I think it is.
0: It may surprise you to learn, Stephen. <laughs> it is in my top 10. Um,
1: right, So uh, hold on. Has this ever happened with you and Key before?
0: <laughs> as in where? We
1: both had an episode that's a top 10 for both of you. I... I
0: think it has. I think my coffee with Niall's... No, the innkeepers, definitely. The innkeepers, right. Um... I'm trying to remember because we've definitely done a couple of top 10s now for me where I've not done it with Key. like um, Ham Radio being probably... Yeah, Ham uh, Radio was in
1: I'll yours cool. and it wasn't in mine. I apologise.
0: God, yeah, that not being in yours is incredibly surprising. But let's well, not get into that Vietnam. Can um,
1: I'll, just re- I'll just recap because obviously I didn't review some of these. So in season one, I have my Coffee with Niles is in my top 10. In season two, you will not be surprised to learn that the Matchmaker is in my top 10. Yeah. In season three, you will not be surprised. Well, actually, you probably will be surprised that the season finale is my in my top ten. You can go home again. Wow, that does in, surprise me. In season four, the two Mrs. Cranes. In season five, Halloween. And now, Ski Lodge have made it into my top ten.
0: Mm, excellent. So one,
1: two, three, four, five. A six for me so far.
0: Six? I'm just trying to find my own list now because um, it's submitted somewhere online. Uh, Here we go. So, the ones that we've had of mine so far, we've had uh Travels with Martin. Yep. We've had My Coffee with Niles. Good. We've had The Innkeepers. We've had Chess Pains. We've had The Impossible Dream. We've had A Cranes Critique. We've had Ham Radio. And we've had The Ski Lodge. Which means there are only two Oh, sorry. The thousandth show. We've had the 1000th show. Oh my God. We've had nine of my 10. Dude, you've got five seasons left. (laughs) I know that is my, that is my ninth, my ninth top 10. So there's only one more and listeners will be maybe titillated to know. This is the sort of thing that would titillate me. The one that's remaining is my favorite Fraser episode of all time.
1: Yeah, I'm desperate to know that, that
0: is now. Yeah, and I... Well, this is going to kill people. Um, maybe not. I'm, I think I'm overblowing people's <coughs> actual care to want to know. But um, I was in the pub last night with two close friends. They are listeners to the show. So shout out to Ben and Lloyd, who are just two fantastic, fantastic guys. I I wasn't... I didn't drink at the pub, but I did confide in them. My all-time favourite Frasier episode. Um, so they are the only two people other than maybe Charles, um who know what that episode is so
1: uh name these people it is ben the guy that always calls everyone sunshine and is Lloyd the happy <laughs> chef. sunshine i know it's floyd the happy chef. is it floyd or lloyd the happy chef is one of them sorry
0: lloyd i think it might be i think it might be lloyd lloyd the happy chef i can't remember <laughs> i can't remember um maybe it's not either i don't know um but there we go so uh Right, that all out. Who's going? Who's going to act to pick this week, Steve?
1: Unfortunately, there's two of them I can't have because they're not recurring characters.
0: <laughs> mm, sadly,
1: and one of them's got a really good French accent. The other one's just Annie. The other um, one has an accent. <laughs> an accent, <or> something. <laughs> um, do you know what I think? I oh, it's a coin toss between the Crane brothers. I think think Fraser just edges it for me.
0: Mm. I've gone. I've gone with Frase.
1: Kelsey being a little bit more pompous in this. I think Nas's physical acting with a bit of running and, and sort of the way he speaks to people is very good, but I think Kelsey just goes that a little bit further in this episode. I think it, it I think the farce sort of style actually really suits Kelsey. Mm. I think it's really well in it. So yeah Kelsey for me. Kelsey for you?
0: It's Kelsey for me. Um the champagne, the horniness... The, the gown, the love police. There's just a lot of stuff to love here. Um, and although he is pompous and he's a little bit lecherous, he's still lovable. He's still our boy, so, um, And he's still my favorite character from the show, and I will defend. I'll be on that hill till the cows come home. Um, I, I love Niles, and he is the answer that most people give. Frazier will always be my number one. Um, Kennedy Burling, our man on the ground, Steve, a very quick one for you this week. Does he still do those anymore?
1: Uh, he does, yes. <laughs> and Mrs. Burling doesn't mind <laughs> <laughs> the delivery of.
0: He does, yes. <laughs> that might be my favourite Burling moment um, we've ever had on the on the podcast. Um, I've got one word for you for our who's Crane is it anyway this week, Steve? Probably an easy one because this is quite a hard. Um, this was a hard episode to get one that would be challenging. Who uses the word hard? I don't know. I've had, is... to, I've had to make this really difficult. Really hard, you might say.
1: I might think maybe Daphne says he's getting divorced and it's been really hard on him recently.
0: I'm going to double check now that there's definitely <laughs> only one instance of hard. Because the one I'm thinking of is... I'm she going to work speak. you up very hard tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> so I was looking for Guy. I'm going to work you very hard tomorrow. Um. Oh, no. We have, we've got, okay, there's three instances. So I would have accepted Frasier for good Lord, how hard can it be to just say no once? I'd have accepted Guy for I'm going to work you very hard. And I'd also have accepted Niles. No matter how hard I try, I'm bound to make noise um so a little a little trip triple threat there so if anyone does play along for who's crazy anyway at home you've had three possible, well, possible this
1: there. week i got nil out of three then
0: <laughs> nil out of three nil a point. um shall we get over to listener mail
1: yes i'm gonna have to, gonna have to turn the baseball off for a second we're winning five nil if anyone actually happens to be you won't be watching it at this time but toronto are up five nil against Canada. That's
0: good to know and so steve's got the baseball on in the background i've sent you the the listener mail link by the way steve um yeah. Steve's got the baseball on in the background. I've got the Masters golf on in the background. We're just having a great old time recording. I, I've seen
1: two week. home runs, two solo home runs, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Kevin Biggio, which is quite nice. He's first of the season. Vladdy so we well, is the man. <laughs> Absolutely superb. Vladdy is the um, man.
0: So I will kick things off for Listener Mal this week. I don't think we have loads, and one of them is amazing, but I'm going to have to direct you to come and view it yourself, listeners, because it's just a little bit too long uh, and and high concept for us to read out on air. But uh, more on that when we get there. Um, This is actually, it's not a parent comment. This is a a reply to something, but I'm going to read this out because I think it's intended to be a full comment so this is real kennedy burling who says so glad to hear another episode i was getting nervous for the last few weeks thanks for doing such a great show like will and key steve is phenomenal sorry to say but i'm more excited for episodes of we're listening to drop than the reboot Mm -hmm. also i wanted to give you feedback on zoos in the us like will i don't love animals in captivity but i travel a good amount and have been to incredible zoos from miami to seattle they are large and impressive for instance, the San Diego Zoo, you can get in a truck and go on a small but proper safari to see animals in a very natural yet smaller habitat. Highly recommend it. I'm still hoping to hear a review of Groundhog Day with Bill Murray, but no pressure. I know you're busy and have a lot more Frasier episodes to review. Keep up the great work. Sincerely, KB. I just love that that comment's come from one, a lovely listener, but to someone who just took the time to make a username named after <laughs> a fictional person from this very niche podcast. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so good
1: Will, you, you've read that and it's jumped right down Halfway through the middle, who's next? Who have you got I believe
0: now? we've got He's a Goth Now oh, that's um, that's it, fine. It, Have you found um, it
1: yet? So yes, He's a Goth yes, Posted 44 days ago um, wow. Another great episode lads I just rewatched The Marist counsellor, And although it's far from one of my favourites The emotions DHP displays When he tells Frazier his marriage is over Is really well done a really touching moment between two brothers and then between all three Crane men when Martin comes in. I felt the shankpin actor was pretty awful, if I'm being honest and glad we didn't see him again yeah i'd I'd kind of agree I don't think Shankpin's the best actor in that, episode. I don't you know he's a good character, but yeah, I'd agree yeah i would I would too.
0: Uh, This week, I get to read out MK's comment, which I feel like I never do, so this is a treat. Uh, The price for the ticket to this zoo is well worth it. Good show, gents. Uh, Living in San Diego, I'm about a 20-minute walk from San Diego Zoo, which I think is one of the biggest in the country. Oh, two San Diego Zoo mentions here. We're not sponsored, but if they want to get in touch. Uh, They focus on conservation and providing very natural large habitats to their residents. I love it there, and it's well worth a visit. Steve, that episode of Red Dwarf with the wax figures is my favorite from that show. Watching a wax Gandhi charge across a field with a machine gun is so sadistically dark and funny. Even more so when he explodes. <laughs> Steve is Steve is losing it on the other side of the webcam. I'll
1: out. point out to anyone who hasn't seen it, it's it's an episode called Meltdown of Red Dwarf, and I think it's in season three
0: nice good to know uh in terms of parking at Novosa, everything i know and have found leads me to believe they don't have a parking lot i'm having a hard time locking down some specific lines from episodes they are somewhat one-offs but i know for sure in season two episode 14 for me once shame on you when nathan lane's character steals fraser's car fraser says my car happens to be moving down the street which suggests <laughs> it was on road uh, off road well on the road parking Uh, Fun bits and trivia for the Ski Lodge. In case I forget to type it up for the next episode where we review the Ski Lodge, I wanted to be on the record to say that I may have a controversial opinion and say that I don't agree with the mass opinion that this is the best episode of Frasier, but I can get into why later. Buddy, you should have got into why right now, MK, because I wanna, I wanna know why.
1: I, I love, the, I, I love. I don't that. think it's controversial. I just think you're wrong, Corey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's, uh, I think I'd, I'd love to hear MK's thoughts because he is, he is a, a shaman. Um, and we, we love him dearly. Uh, when the gang first enters the ski lodge, there is an open fireplace already lit. Seems highly dangerous. At first, I thought Guy did it. Uh, gee, not Guy. Uh, but he showed up after them, and that's when it turned into the Guy Lodge. Oh, uh, that is, that's superb. The Gee Lodge. There we go um yeah. lovely stuff from mk there
1: who do we have next chameleon song is that i right?
0: think i'm afraid this is the one that we're going to have to just pass oh, over no. um
1: no, no,
0: so uh if if, if 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 listeners want to go and see the chameleon songs wonderful uh comment here they have basically asked chat gpt the ai phenomena to write a fraser scene where fraser and ours discuss a podcast called we're listening and its hosts will key and steve It's superb, it's touching, it's just lovely that Chameleon Song even thought to do this. But just for the sake of time constraints, we're not going to be able to read this out, but please do go and check it out. It is on the Reddit thread for The Zoo Story over on reddit.com slash r slash Frasier.
1: Right, so I'm going to read that after we get off here as well. Uh, Next up is Cam Winston, I believe. It is indeed team so here we are finally at one of my favorite episodes ski lodge it fluctuates with being my favorite to my second favorite depending on my mood but either way what a beautiful episode in the middle of a great run of season five episodes zoo story was great record a great recorded episode lads well played here in new zealand and in particular where i live in Christchurch, we have two open range wildlife reserves as opposed to zoos so lions and tigers and rhinos etc roaming around in large paddocks no cranes though but all the other animals you can think of. Personally, I prefer this setup than a zoo setup. My thoughts. Finally, yes, Steve, you were correct. The writer for Maris Counselor was David Lloyd. My mistake, but one error in a hundred of <laughs> trivia questions submitted ain't bad. Can't think how I got that wrong, but suspect I was just looking at the wrong frame on screen when writing it down. Huzzah, you lovely Englishman. Peace, and as always, up the villa. But that brings me to say. Is it up the Villa at the moment, Will? How are they doing?
0: (laughs) Oh my God, is it up the Villa, Steve? We are currently seventh in the Premier League and we are above Liverpool and Chelsea. That's big news for you, isn't it? It, We we are second in the table for current away uh, fixture results. Um, We're basically, we've won the last five out of our last six games. We are having an amazing run, the best I can remember in the last 10 years um so it's pretty pretty special to be a villa fan right now so it definitely is up the villa um finally from perfectly cromulent me good ep but bummed that will and stee skipped talking about the last moments of zoo story the fate of poor fraser crane the bird and bb's <laughs> iconic line oh darling there's always a chance a fate a fan favorite bb moment Really looking forward to the Maris Councillor and the Ski Lodge. Well, you have you've had both at this point perfectly cromulent, so I hope that they lived up to expectations. Thank you everyone who wrote in for well a long time ago now, but are now just hearing their listener mail read out. Um we will be back. Um I believe I'll be recording with Key, potentially. Um, and we will be looking, is it room service that's next, Steve? Can you confirm?
1: I think so. That's a good one if it is. I'm, I'm just cool.
0: about to look. It will be room service, season five, episode thirteen. This is a weirdly controversial one online. A lot of people really don't like this. I like it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put that out there.
1: I, I won't be recording it if you're recording it with keys. So I can happily say it's not in my top ten. But I actually mm. think it's an absolutely superb episode. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> a long time ago. This was when I was living back with my parents. So I reckon I was probably about seventeen. Hmm. And I remember going out to a pub and meeting a girl, and I didn't really find out her name. And the next day, I was online. This is how old it was. I was on MSN Messenger to a friend. Nice. (laughs) Ask your mind back. (laughs) I I, I, I used MSN a lot. Very early 2000s. And um, I remember my friend saying, what did you get up to last night? I met this girl, blah, 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 blah. And I said, I just found her on, get this, MySpace." Just nice. found her on MySpace. She went, you know, and, and I found out her name. And looky here, it's not even nine thirty yet. <laughs> <And after laughs> long, I've been quoting uh, Frasier quotes for at least twenty three years to people that have no idea why I'm saying the things I like am. Well, last... we
0: we wouldn't want you to change, Steve. We really wouldn't.
1: <laughs> um,
0: well, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure, Steve, to have you on board for a really iconic episode. Um, had a lot of fun reviewing this, um, and even more fun like just rewatching it seen it so many times but it's always a pleasure to revisit so hopefully this has been a a good one for 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 fans for listeners because i know this one's probably a long anticipated episode Mm. um so really good stuff uh yeah so hopefully um key is is ready to go for an episode for room service so that'll be next uh but other than that i've been will and i've been steve and thank you very much for listening to we're listening
1: Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Oh, my And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs Ha, 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 ha But I don't know what to do with those Tossed salads and scrambled eggs